I think the things that are closest to my heart are people who are writing me saying, I've done the work to try and be the person in my family who stops being addicted mm. to having an addiction of some kind. And, you know, that's, that makes doing a book really worthwhile when you know that you've made a difference in someone's life. Welcome to Psychic Playdate Podcast with me, Melanie Alberts. I'm a spirit and psychic artist based here in Austin, Texas. Today, I am really excited to talk again with Nancy Hendrickson because I've read her new book on ancestral tarot and she's agreed to help me gain some insight into one of my ancestors. My great-grandmother, who passed away when my grandmother herself was a young girl, Grammy barely knew her own mother, and I feel drawn to learn what I can about her using the intuitive arts. I've decided to use my favorite handmade olive wood pendulum to douse for cards, and I made a dowsing chart, and so far so good. Each time I've used it so far, the results have resonated with either me or the person I doused for. I hope today's episode gives you an idea of how you could use Nancy's book, whether you're an adept tarot card reader or just a beginner. So here's Nancy now. Join us for a fun hands-on play date. Oh, and do listen to the end when I'll announce a special offer on my Ko-fi page. Hi, Nancy. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for agreeing to come back on the Psychic Playdate podcast. Oh, you're welcome. And I was trying to remember when I was here before, and I know it's been months. Yeah, I think it was last summer. Yeah, it was maybe June. It's probably been six plus months. Right. And your book was in the works and you shared with me a couple of chapters and I loved what I read. I just whetted my appetite. And finally, you gave me a review copy and I'm so happy to say I loved it. I mean, I posted a review on Goodreads where I usually post my reviews. And I wanted to find out a little bit from you because this is new for you, isn't it? it? Coming out as a tarot expert and also a genealogist. Well, yes, it is new. And it's, you know, I wanted to do tarot and genealogy as a single entity for years, but I always got pulled down the genealogy road. And just because I had a publisher who kept wanting me to do books. So it gave me an opportunity to do something I really loved because I knew they meshed. Yeah, absolutely. And your book proves that totally. It's just a joy to read. And I, I think what makes it really good is it would be very useful for anyone who's new to tarot and new to genealogy, because you give so much background information on how to do both. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. And so what's some of the um, some of the feedback that you've gotten from people? You know, it's been really diverse because you've read the book. It is diverse. It talks, it goes down one road of working with blood ancestors. It goes down another road of working with past life ancestors. 
So, I mean, it really hits the spectrum. So I've, I, I think the things that are closest to my heart are people who are writing me saying, I've done the work to try and be the person in my family who stops being addicted mm. to having an addiction of some kind. And, you know, that's, that makes doing a book really worthwhile when you know that you've made a difference in someone's life. So uh, that's huge for me. And, but I just got, in fact, I pulled it up before we started. Somebody sent a thing saying, when I opened the book, my soul started to cry. I knew I was going to uncover patterns and release a lot of wounds. So, you know, I know it's a healing thing and I'm really happy that other people are, are really getting that, that it is a healing tool. Right. In chapter five, Ancestors of Blood, you talk about family traits and breaking patterns, is healing possible and generational patterns and addiction. And of course, that doesn't really have to be with Ancestors of Blood. It could be if you're an adopted uh, person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I I do say that it doesn't matter if you Mm -hmm. don't know the ancestors because they know you. And it doesn't matter if you've never done genealogy because your ancestors know you. So um, what I what I find really interesting, and I think people love doing, are is the one of the one of the spreads up in the front of the book where you lay out cards for two family lines just to see if there are patterns. Mm-hmm. And once you go back, even four generations, even if you don't know anybody's name and you start seeing these patterns come up in the cards, it is fascinating. And that's an exercise that I haven't done yet because I wanted to just dive in and get to know this one ancestor that I'm really interested in. And of course, I'm going to go back and do that. But I did do a little prep work ahead of time uh, with a couple of decks. I chose a deck for my father's side and I chose a deck for my mother's side. And I will use one of those for either one of those families. And I think the one that I chose, I want to work with my father's side, the paternal side, and I use the zombie tarot. Really? Now, why did you make that choice? Well, I made that choice because my dad, his family just seems to be kind of stuck in that kind of 1950s, 60s horror film kind of <laughs> lifestyle I don't know it just kind of reminds me of that because all the old old photos that we have it just kind of reminds me and my my grandfather had gangrene and (laughs) it just seemed to be oh my god well I will tell you some of the best old sci-fis were done in the 50s Mm -hmm. the originals of you know invaders from mars and I loved all those movies. Oh, yeah. And I think that's perfect for this side of the family. But the person that I really wanted to find out more about was my great-grandmother. My father's mom, when I was six years old, told me that she said, I saw the ghost of my mother. And I remember this very clearly. And I said, oh, man, I want to see ghosts. Why can't I see ghosts? (laughs) Uh, I was so jealous (laughs) and of course at the time you know I should have been more like well tell me more about your mother and the experience and how old were you and I had the sense that she might have been around 12 or so when that happened and now I have a little bit of information about that woman I believe her name was Victoria 
and her last name was Pissaric or something like that. I, I have it spelled out somewhere. And um, I believe she was born in, my grandmother was born in Pennsylvania, but I believe her mother must have been Polish. And I decided at the same time I wanted to do this, my son bought a deck from a Polish female artist. It's made by a Polish artist by the name of Sylvia Palkolska. And she goes by the name of Golden Tar. And the, the best way I can describe this deck of majors is it's modern, it's surreal, and, and yet a kind of a cartoon style. I believe this one must be fairly young. And so I'm excited to work with it. And I decided because I didn't want to shuffle them or mess with the cards any. My son's very proud of this deck. I am going to douse for some cards and hopefully okay. with your well, before you do that, I have to ask you, what deck did you choose for your maternal line? The Wildwood Tarot. I love that deck. Yeah. And, you know, that's because I only have three decks. I only have the, the Rider Weight and the Wildwood and the Zombie. And I chose the, the Wildwood for my mother. Well, I could have gone out and bought a different deck because they're more of an agrarian family. They're, um, when I think about them, it's more through a softer lens, more of an earthy, right. um, the earthy Italian side of the family. And that seems to fit with them better, I think. You know, I just want to tell you this really quickly. Um, somebody wrote me saying that he said, the ancestors are really fussy because he said, my Italian ancestors didn't want me to use Rider weight. And my English ancestors didn't want me to use Marseille. So it was really, <laughs> kind of, it was really funny because there are so many decks to choose. And I think it does make a difference. Oh, for sure. My husband is English and I can imagine that he would not want a French deck used for his family. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> you know, French, I love the French. I studied French, but you have to understand the English French rivalry. I know. Well, it goes back forever. Oh, it does. Yeah. So I did some of the exercises and I'm using my journal. Like you say, oh, cool. keep continuously tell people to write it down. I, and I, I pulled some cards for this woman who I'm trying to figure out more about. And I pulled um, the King of Swords to represent her from the court okay. cards. And I felt this card was saying, how can I or her, how can we effectively share information? Okay. And you have the one, the card of thoughts. Right. And, and I, the, go ahead. And my answer was, I trust my dreams. Oh, interesting. And during the night, I said, I want more information. And I received an image of her face, which was a bit veiled, and it felt like it was underwater. Um, and that image, I don't know if you know this great war poster of this woman who drowned holding her baby, that, that came to mind. And um, I doused for a major and came up as the devil. Okay. Which to me read, um, she had an ability to perhaps construct boundaries or needed to construct boundaries. And I was wondering, was she battling restrictions? Did she have an abusive marriage? And I got the sense that she may have been underwater either through depression or, or worries. So metaphorically mm -hmm. drowning. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've done, I've done uh, some cards along the same line and 
I really trust my intuition when I come up with an ancestor that it really feels like they were in an incredibly abusive relationship because they feel so trapped. And that's exactly what you're describing. Mm -hmm. And also, she might have died around the time of the Spanish flu, which also could pertain to some feeling of drowning, you know, with um, liquid in your lungs or, or however, you know, people experience that. So I'm not sure how she died, but these are the things, the images that are coming up for me. And then I decide, okay, I'll, I'll douse for, for minors to see if I can get the cause of death. And I got the four of cups, the seven of wands and the two of wands reversed. You got the four of cups. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there's your water. And what was the second one? Seven of wands. Okay. It's the guy who's battling. Um, in Robin Wood, it's a guy on a hill battling off six, six other people. <laughs> uh, he's really having to stand up for himself. Right. Yeah, exploring independence is the thought that came to my mind. Yeah. And then the two of wands reversed, which to me felt like despair and loneliness. Yeah, that, you know, that, that is a probably my hardest card in the whole deck. Really? It, yeah, it, it's because it looks so patient. And I'm so impatient. And so I, I, I never like getting that card. Um, so anyway, uh, very interesting what you came up with for her, because it feels right on well good that's good to know because this is all new to me you know trying to figure out through the cards uh what might be true for this individual i've never met and have so little to go on and you know you really do it, it really helps to know tarot but i really feel when you do ancestral work you've got to pull into your intuition Mm -hmm. uh, because I think we hear those messages. We just ignore them or think it's something in our head. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just talking to myself. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's how I typically work though. I work intuitively. And if I were to do as a psychic artist, if I had a portrait of her or, or if I drew that vision I saw of her and applied it as a photo transfer to a work of art, uh, in removing the paper behind that photo transfer, I'd get information. And that's probably the next step after, maybe today I'll, I'll try that as an experiment and see what comes up uh, to try to get more information about her. You know, I drew three cards as you were talking about her. About And I, what I actually asked was, what would she love in her next incarnation? And I drew the Knight of Wands, you know, the guy who's just, he's on fire. Another he's Wands. Another mm -hmm. one, but flanked is the King of Cups and the King of Pentacles. So the King of Love and the King of Stability. So, which tells me she probably did not have either of those things in the, in this life. Mm -hmm. But um, it's your ancestor, and I trust your intuition on it. Well, let's go ahead and use this Polish deck because I'm interested awesome. to to see how this speaks to me. And how would you guide me in in doing this? And I'm going to douse for the cards because I'm not going to mess with shuffling them my son would have would freak out <laughs> what 
what would be your question? Oh, that's a great one. Mm. Well, actually, I'm going to interrupt you. If you don't have a question, I have a question. For okay, you. thank you. Let's doubt. Do you have the cards just spread out in a line? I could do or that. Had, oh, you have your dowsing board. Yeah, I have my um, okay. my card. Okay. The first thing I would ask her is, what regrets do you have from your lifetime? Okay. So what regrets do you, Victoria, have in this lifetime? And so my pendulum is swinging. It's, it's in ready mode. And now it's slowing down. And let's see where it goes. It's heading toward the even side and it is picking 14. Temperance. Temperance. Yeah. Let me show you the card. Isn't that stunning? They, they kind of remind me of Art Deco. They are very wow. Art Deco. And um, I will also include the picture of this card in my Instagram online. And um, so you can see um, what does that say to you? It says, it's creativity, isn't it? It is, but you know, I always, I think of the temperance, the person as the alchemist who's always trying to find the right blend to walk the middle road. And they really struggle with finding the right blend. And it sounds if that's her regret, she never really found her place, hmm. which is very sad said and i'm sure she died fairly young i'm sure she you know if my grandmother was you know between the ages of six and 12 when she died she was probably in her 20s i would imagine be 20s or 30s mm -hmm. and, and the another the other question i would ask um and i know you'll have your own questions but i would ask what is the the message she really wants you to know okay what is the message you, Victoria, want me to know? And again, my pendulum is swinging on the chart. It's heading over toward the odd side. Uh, and it is going for 15. 15? Mm -hmm. It's a devil. Didn't you uh, draw the devil? I did. Four? I did. Boundaries. Uh, that's a beautiful card. I'm glad you're going to post it so everyone can see it. It's kind of erotic, to tell you the truth. It's it's yeah. a little, yeah. It's, it is. They're, they're very erotically charged cards. Well, but think of the devil, too. I mean, that's true. But, you know, most, and going back to a traditional Rider Waite devil, the people that he has chained up he actually they actually can walk away the chains are are so loose they can walk out of them so if i were her with the devil i would be saying to you what chains do you need to take off hmm. interesting that's a great question and in order to get more insight into that, would you think that I should douse maybe for minors or pull minors from the deck that I chose for that family, the zombie tarot? 
Well, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. why right. not? Well, I will probably do that uh, after we meet because I I don't want to get too deep into my own issues. I want to, <laughs> okay. yeah, but, but I, I don't mind showing the listener how they can use cards and what kind of questions they can ask and what kind of answers they could find. And I'm glad that you uh, are using the pendulum because I do talk about that in the book. It doesn't have to just be tarot. And, you know, I don't know how you work with pendulums, but I have different pendulums who seem to, they seem to do better with certain things. Like I have a pendulum that's incredibly good with ancestral work, but I have another one that's really good with healing. So I, I'm glad you brought it up. So your listeners can go out and try those things. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, I love the way that you also talk about runes. You talk about sigils and I decided to start playing with sigils and man, that is amazing. They really okay. are magical. And I have, you can't see it in, I'm on my desktop, so I can't change anything, but I have a picture of my mom probably taken when she was in her thirties. Mm -hmm. And I have a sigil that I made that sits at the base of her picture. It's kind of my, my mom altar. Uh, and it's just, you know, a sigil of, I love you. Thank you for being who you were. And what a great way to honor an ancestor. I know it's perfect. And I've decided to start using them, creating them and using them in the art that I'm doing too. A friend right, of mine. And, and you're an artist. So yeah. you actually are going to be better at it than I am. Oh, thanks. You know, a friend of mine asked me to look into a message from her mother who has passed. And I'm looking forward to starting that project and creating a sigil for her. And you know, that's that a wonderful thing to do. Mm, thank you. Would you, or would you create it with a piece of art? behind it or part yes of it? well what i do i will douse for the colors and i'll create the background and upon the background i'll apply the photocopy of the picture of her mother that she sent me and yeah. i will uh, dream about her i will get information through my dreams i'll get information if i need to pull a card or two um, i'll create a sigil for her and apply that to the artwork and then write up all the information I get. And um, that's so amazing. Yeah, thank you. So is it is the piece of art like it mixed media? It's watercolor and mixed media. It's paper, uh, watercolor. Sometimes I add collage elements if I feel guided to. Yeah. That sounds, I say I'm going to be an artist in my next life. <laughs> um, well, Jean, this time. The thing I love about it is that it's it's just a great way to experiment with psychic interpretation and psychic work. And I've been doing it for about 40 years now, creating cards for people that resonate with them. And it's like, I wonder why it resonates with them. Oh, duh. That's <laughs> so fascinating. You know, the closest I ever came to seeing anybody do that in, in a way I could do it is they use finger paints. Mm. And they just intuitively did finger paints and then looked for the faces or mm -hmm. the, the symbolism. Mm -hmm. So now it makes me want to go get finger paints. Oh, do it. I'd love to see your finger painting work. That would be so <laughs> interesting. I, I don't even know what kind of paper you would use. Mm, I would use watercolor paper because it's thick enough and to absorb the water in the paint. Okay, so see, now everybody listening can go out and do finger painting. Yay! They can't be an artist like you. <laughs> 
well, I don't really consider myself an artist, so <laughs> I no. just I'm just inspired. I don't know. I think you must be. Well, I think we were talking earlier before I started recording about your Patreon page. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because this is a wonderful way for people to get a mini reading from you. I was really led to doing Patreon. It wasn't something I thought about a lot. And then the vernal equinox came and I thought, I'm going to create that page today. It just felt right. And so I always will do weekly meet readings for the collective from the ancestors, the collective of ancestors. And there are various things I do. And, and I find that so many things fly through my head, so many ideas. And it's a great place for me to try out, oh, I've got this new idea for this new tarot technique. I'm going to put it on Patreon and ask people to, you know, you're, you're getting the first look at this. Tell me, does this work? Um, and also at one level, I, I actually send out, I don't have one here. I actually send out a um, paper, a, a real postcard with an ancestral message on it each month. And uh, one of my friends said, you are crazy to be handwriting postcards <laughs> because I have horrible handwriting. Uh, but everybody said, oh, we love getting, we love getting the postcards. So I will continue. I'll oh, that's continue. fabulous. Yeah. So I have fun choosing them this month. They were all beautiful botanical art prints from the New York Botanical Gardens. Um, so yeah, I just get what I feel, what I feel is appropriate for the month. That's the postcards I use. That's wonderful. I love getting fun things through the mail. Usually just junk and you know spam and i know and how often do we ever get like real right you know, right we, we have kind of lost the art of letter writing mm. uh, so everybody loved getting real mail so <laughs> especially will, from you especially from well i'll say from the ancestors really yeah uh, so the only digital ones i do are people who are outside of the u.s because international postage has just gone crazy mm -hmm. and it's just it doesn't make any sense so i have uh, people in canada australia and the uk so they get a digital version nice that's so wonderful that you're thinking about these your your fans and people My who fans. support your work well that's you know that's a weird thing for me and i i'm really a hermity virgo so thinking in terms of fans makes me uncomfortable I will say people who appreciate the work. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And we'll yeah. just call ourselves fans. Okay. <laughs> okay. We love you, Nancy. Thank and, you. And thank you so much. It's such a joy getting together and, and talking to you about your wonderful book. I hope thank people you. run out and buy it and learn more about where they come from, the people who inspired them and influenced them. And it, there's just so much to learn. And I just can't wait to just continue with the exercises. Thank you. And if I do finger painting, I am going to, I'll, I will photograph it and send it to you. And you can post it if you want. Thank and you. I'd be interested to see what people see in it. Are there symbols? Is there a boat? Is there a horse? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I'm just going to trust my intuition to move my hands around and see what happens. Love it. I love it. I love playing with, with the psychic arts. And that's why I call my podcast, the psychic play date. 
Yeah, so thank you for the inspiration. Oh, you're welcome. And we'll talk soon. Oh, there is so much I want to play with and learn from Nancy's book. Do you have it yet? If you do, I hope you're having as much fun as I am. Now, these sigils have really captured my attention because visually they represent an intent uh, or a message. They're simple and strong ways to condense powerful words. And I'm looking for recipients for my new project based on the tarot and sigils. I'm hand painting oracle style major cards using my photo transfer technique and will douse for them using the recipients, your life question, and the card will be personalized with a sigil based on your question and a reading written up just for you. As this is an experiment, I'm offering this reading to only 11 people for $11 a card, starting on the new moon of May, May 11th, 2021. And that price includes shipping in the USA only. So please go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com forward slash Melanie Alberts, where for the price of a coffee and shipping, you can support my explorations and get a unique work of psychic art as well. I'm so grateful for you listening to my podcast, and I hope you've got something out of today's episode. You know, we are like bands of a rainbow, distinctly different, yet we're made of one awareness. Hey, be good to each other and explore the power of play.